Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Shannon, another beautiful day in the neighborhood. How are you today? Hi, Sandy. I'm quite well. How about you? I am great, thanks. And I'm really excited about today's topic, although I'm excited about all our topics. (laughs) But today is particularly important because we're talking about how you talk to yourself. Yes. That little voice that's in your head runs constantly. It's important to pay attention to that. Most of us don't even notice it, but it defines our day. When we get up in the morning, it either says, this is going to be a great day. Let's go do it. Or it says, oh, I was up too late last night and I don't feel well and I'm just going to lie here and be sad. (laughs) Bitch and moan. (laughs) Yes, right. Whatever you say in your head, whatever you tell yourself, these are your thoughts and they turn into your self-talk, will determine how your day goes. Yes. You know, it's been kind of an interesting experiment. I'm doing kind of a diet and exercise regimen now, and it's not necessarily a New Year's resolution. I started it before the new year, but it kind of feels good to be part of that whole fresh new year energy. And I've noticed Mm -hmm. that if I work out particularly hard one day and then wake up sore the next morning, my inclination is to say, oh, I just feel terrible. I'm really sore. Yeah. My body doesn't want to move. I probably won't be able to work out today. And then I start panicking about being able to make my goals for that day. And then I feel that resistance build up inside. And if I can just reframe it and say, wow, I am really feeling yesterday's workout. That's good to know. I'm just going to take it moment by moment today and get up and start moving. And I bet by the end of the day, I will feel much better and want to work out again today. That little wall of resistance that I feel in my chest goes away and it opens all the possibilities again. And it's just a very slight shift in wording that doesn't close a door. And it is hugely helpful. Yes, it's very powerful. Yeah. What you say to yourself is very powerful. If you say my body is sore and that's a good thing because it shows that my workout is being effective, that's a whole different perspective than, oh, my body is sore and I feel terrible. That doesn't get you anywhere. Is it the military saying that pain is just weakness leaving the body? (laughs) (laughs) Really? I've never heard that. I love it. That is reframing, folks. (laughs) That is absolutely. (laughs) And it's probably true. The self-talk is the endless stream of unspoken thoughts that run through your head. And they happen all the time. We've talked about this before. We always have the opportunity to choose whether we're going to put a positive spin or a negative spin on what we say. To ourselves. Of course, this is all in your head. We might verbalize it to somebody else later, but this is your conversation with you in your head. And it doesn't mean that you keep your head in the sand and ignore unpleasant situations. If your body hurts, your body hurts. But it means that you define and approach what's going on in a positive, productive way. Instead of saying, oh, this is just terrible, it's not ever going to work. You look for the best instead of the worst. I remember when I was a kid, when I would be feeling down on myself about something, and you would say, look, I wouldn't allow anybody else on this planet to talk to you the way you're talking to you right now. Please be nice to my girl. Ah. And that was such a (laughs) cool way of showing me that I was being unkind in a way I would not have considered being unkind to anybody else. 
Exactly. You have to be kind and gentle with yourself. I say that all the time. Be gentle with yourself. (laughs) That is all about how you talk to yourself. Let's look at what negative self-talk is. Yes. It's when your attitude about life is that it's always a challenge to be endured without joy or beauty, and you expect and look for the worst case scenario in all situations. You also focus on and magnify the negative aspects of a situation and then filter out all the positive ones. I've noticed in some of my relationships that it is a way to bond with people. If you have friends who perhaps focus on the traumatic or disastrous or unbelievable things that happened that day, it kind of creates its own energy. And to feed into that and join that person in that energy, you can be like, yeah, and then this happened and then this happened and it creates its own dynamic. It's really very sticky. Once you get into that pattern of choosing to see the negative, it's a little bit of work to get out of it. A lot, Mm -hmm. definitely. And if you surround yourself with people who choose to see the negative, you might want to look at that Mm -hmm. and distance yourself if possible or try to change the focus of the conversation. They may not even realize they're doing it. And there are people who just like to complain and find the bad and bond with other people about that, like you said. Mm Mm-hmm. It just makes everything more difficult. Sometimes you might blame yourself. Negative self-talk, people blame themselves a lot. Like, you shouldn't have done that. You should have known better. And just expect the worst. Mm -hmm. And you don't see things as sometimes good, sometimes bad. There's no middle ground. You just tell yourself that things aren't good and they're never going to be better. And it's all negative. That is negative self-talk. Yeah, you know, last night my sweet husband cooked dinner and went out of his way to cook something that he really wanted and then something that was healthier for me. Oh, cool. And then when I got up to do dishes, he apologized for the mess he'd made in the kitchen. And I just thought, you cooked two dinners and did so because you were trying to be supportive for me. Why are you apologizing? Like, that's crazy, you know? So yeah, (laughs) if he'd really looked at that and been like, yeah, I did kind of an amazing thing tonight. I think I'll let her do dishes and not feel bad about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then he might have enjoyed the process a little more. But you told him. (laughs) So he knew that you appreciated. So that was good. Yeah, absolutely. Why do we start this kind of negative cycle? You might come from a family where the general outlook was gloom and doom. Everything was always, yeah, but, you know, it's going to be bad. It's never going to work. We're always going to be poor. We're always going to be angry. We're always going to be whatever. Or when you were young, you were always told you weren't good enough and would never succeed. It might have been made personal just about you. Mm-hmm. and nobody appreciates you for the amazing person you are. Sometimes you, you learn that life is hard and then you die, if that's the attitude that your family had. The struggle mentality. The struggle-suffer mentality. A lot mm-hmm. of people have that, and they kind of use it to define themselves. And I think that's part of a magical thinking, absolutely, but kind of a preventative measure that if you just expect the worst to happen, then when it does, you're not taken off guard. It's a little bit of a way to protect yourself. Right. And at least you get to be right, you know? (laughs) And you get to be right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you get to say, I told you so. If you expect them, you will most often get them or you will see a situation that is otherwise fairly benign as awful. And then that's what your life is. It's just awful. So if you want that, here's a recipe to achieve it. Yes, right. (laughs) 
Do negative self-talk and you will have a miserable life. There you go. I think you have to be careful with the words you use. If you use words like never or always, words that have absolutely no room for change to creep in. Right, no wiggle room. No wiggle room. If you say, well, I've always been poor. Oh, it just makes my body react in a horrible way saying that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If you say that, you don't leave any room for change. Right, exactly. Well, then you probably always will be. You can also use words like never and always. I will always be happy Mm -hmm. or things will always work out for me. My husband and I say that to each other a lot. Things are always working out for us. And we really believe that. Oh, there's a difference in I will be happy and I am happy. And things will work out for me and things are working out for me. If you put it in the future tense, then it's never now. So saying things are always working out for me includes this moment, which is much more powerful. Yes. Exactly. Our point here is to be really aware of how you use your words. And do you keep the doors open for positive and good to come? Or do you just expect the bad and focus on the negative all the time? And if you do that, your relationships are probably unhappy. You define yourself by having unhappy, difficult relationships. Mm -hmm. That's not fun either. Not at all. So on the flip side, on the fun side, let's define positive self-talk. Absolutely. That's when your inner monologue makes you feel good about yourself, about everything that's going on in your life. It's an optimistic voice in your head that encourages you to look at the bright side and pick yourself up when you fall. It includes choosing language that supports the positive, the optimistic, and the encouraging. Choosing to not only find those words, but to focus on the positive in every situation. Yeah. Positive self-talk is actually fun. It's interesting. If you talk to yourself positively, you will find yourself smiling. And if Mm -hmm. you talk to yourself negatively, you will find that your body gets tense and that you are frowning. There are a lot of health benefits to positive thinking and optimism, including increased lifespan and lower rates of depression or anxiety or stress. Yeah. And you can actually have a stronger immune system. So when everybody else Mm -hmm. is getting sick, you won't pick up those colds, flus, other diseases. And also you'll be more psychologically healthier as well. Absolutely. And you have better cardiovascular health. Your coping skills during hardships and times of stress are much better. It's just an all-round good thing when you use positive self-talk. Yeah, so the question is, how do you want to spend your life? Do you want to spend it suffering and lamenting all the bad? Or do you want to spend it with a smile on your face and being appreciative and finding all the good? Because all of those things are part of living. So wherever you put your focus is what's going to define your life. Well put. It's not about saying, I'm not going to have bad in my life. I'm only going to have good in my life or vice versa. It's just about saying both of these things are going to exist. So what do I want the overriding emotion of my life to be? Yeah. How do I want to approach them? Right. When the good comes, I will appreciate it and celebrate it and have a darn good time. And if there's a challenge... I will find a way around it and I will find the positive in it and I will learn the lessons and will turn the negative into a positive. Yes, I think that's important. It's not about ignoring the negative because there are things that need to be acknowledged, but you can acknowledge them and say, yeah, this sucks. Okay, how do I make the best of it? (laughs) You will get through it with less trauma than if you dive headfirst into it, wallow, thrash around, choose to suffer. And it's always a choice because there is always good and bad in everything. 
some situations have more of one and some have more of the other. It's all about what you choose to look at and what you choose to tell yourself about it. It's the self-talk thing. So how do we start changing our internal tapes? The first step is to listen to yourself. Pay attention to the commentary in your head and the voice that tells you what's going on and what you think and feel about it. Pay attention to the words you use and how you use them. Yeah, there's something very liberating about paying attention to what's going on with you. People are fascinating. You're no exception. You're fascinating too. (laughs) And once you start stepping a little bit outside yourself and observing what's going on inside your head, it's a really cool experiment. And it gives you just that amount of distance that you need to be like, oh, yeah, that probably wasn't a helpful thing to say to myself. Yeah. How could I have said that differently in a way that acknowledged what was going on, but then also found something good about it and found a productive solution? It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's always there. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize that. They think things just are, but they're not. They're what you make of them and they're how you choose to perceive them. Remember, you're talking to your inner child who will believe whatever you say. So like you said, be nice to my girl. (laughs) Yeah. Don't abuse her. Start thinking for yourself. Stop trying to figure out what other people are thinking. Like, Are you trying to read their mind and assuming that they're judging you? You know, just get out of that. You really never know what somebody else is thinking, even if they tell you. Just Mm -hmm. pay attention to your thoughts. Because at that point, it doesn't really matter what anybody else is thinking. It's possible you might be overreacting and making things out to be much worse than they really are. You could be being really hard on yourself for no reason. And I think it's really important Mm -hmm. to be able to ask, hey, is what I'm saying to myself true? It may feel true, but is it actually true? Absolutely. That's a very good question because it's probably not Ask if you treat anyone else like this. If you're being negative, if you're doing negative self-talk all the time, would you do that to a friend? Would you do that to somebody else? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Hopefully not. No. So make sure you reframe what you say to yourself. Instead of saying, I'm so bad at this, you try saying, I can do this. I've got this. And challenge yourself to find the good in things. Yeah, our society is so hung up on the word failure, but the people who succeed at things, you can't succeed without failing. So I'm not quite sure why we're so afraid of failing. It is just another word for learning. Exactly. Beautiful. Failure is actually a good thing. You look at anybody who is successful, has been ever successful. They failed a lot. The important thing is they were persistent. They were optimistic. And they learned and they found a new way. They didn't just say, oh, that's never going to work. I failed. It's just too bad. I'm done. No. No, failing is just a thing to be congratulated on for finding another way that doesn't work. Yes, I love that. And it's so, so true. (laughs) (laughs) So once you start listening to yourself and going, oh my goodness, I am not very nice to me. Then you can identify areas of your life that usually think negatively about, whether it's your job, your finances, your relationship with another person or with yourself, then start approaching them in a more positive way. And you can start by just choosing one area you'd like to approach it in a positive instead of negative way. First, pay attention to what you're saying to yourself. Find an area where you're just down on yourself all the time and say, you know, I'm going to really listen when I talk to myself about this particular issue. And once you identify what you're saying, then 
You can check yourself during the day and stop and evaluate what you're thinking. If you find your thoughts are mainly negative, put a positive spin on them. Interrupt yourself mid-thought. Just say, wait a minute, that's not true. I'm not going there. Let's do this. Yeah, and a really good way to interrupt some of those negative dialogues, inner dialogues, is just to stop and start listing the things you're thankful for. Expressing gratitude out loud or internally, and that will kind of change the whole lens through which you're seeing things. And be open to humor. Oh, gosh, yes. You know, give yourself permission to smile and laugh. Find the good, especially during difficult times. Find the joy and the humor in everyday happenings. Have you ever been in an argument with somebody? Well, we had an argument. You and I? Yes, yes. Oh. You and I had an argument, oh my gosh, decades, decades ago. I mean, I was still a kid. Uh-huh. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but somebody swore at somebody, <laughs> which we did not... <laughs> typically do in our communications with each other as like mother and kid. That wasn't a thing that happened. And it was so unexpected and so funny that (laughs) all the tension just went out of the argument. It was hilarious. And we were like, oh yeah, what we're doing is dumb. This is stupid. (laughs) Humor is really powerful, even though we tend to give it this kind of slot in the light and whimsical and not super important category. It is really, really powerful and really helpful. Absolutely. And it can diffuse all kinds of things. Pay attention and find the funny. Find what makes you laugh. Be careful not to just do that on your own in conflict with somebody else, though, because they will think you're mocking them. (laughs) If you're just (laughs) laughing at things all the way through. (laughs) And also take care of yourself. You know, this practicing self-care and self-love has kind of become a buzzword these days, but it's really important. And one of of the things that I learned when I was in my late 30s and thinking about wanting to find a partner and settle down when everybody else I knew my age had been married for two decades already, one of the things I needed to do was get used to being treated a certain way so that I could recognize that in a partner. There was a phrase about 10 years ago, which was date yourself, which meant, you know, take yourself out, buy yourself flowers, tell yourself how much you appreciate you. Yes. Because that's what you want somebody else to do. Exactly. So if you're trying to fulfill something that's lacking in your life and all you're doing is focusing on the lack, all you're going to get is more lack. So I had to learn to love me before I could let somebody else love me. Treat yourself well. Pamper yourself the way you would want somebody you love to feel in their life. Yes, that's so important. Make sure you also surround yourself with positive people. If you surround yourself with negative people, it's incredibly difficult to be positive. It's way more fun if you go find the positive people and let the negative people fade away. Or if you are changing into a positive person, the negative people may follow along and start finding the joy. But if they don't, then you got to let them go. It's not always possible. I mean, if you're in a workplace where you have negative people... That's true. And you love your job. Yes. You're probably not going to leave. But if that's the case and you realize, hey, this person is pretty toxic for me, Mm -hmm. might I suggest... You visit our boundaries episode. (laughs) (laughs) And because that is a way of protecting yourself. Right. If you have to be around people who are negative, first of all, you don't give them your heart and you don't give them your emotions. Like you said, put boundaries around yourself. Do what you need to do together, but don't let them impact you in a negative way. Yep. So you just have to start with 
positive self-talk all the time. Again, we say don't say anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to anybody else. This one can take a little time because if you are saying things to other people, just as part of your regular conversation, and I don't mean putting them down or anything, I'm just saying, oh yeah, your day seems like it was pretty terrible. Right. Just don't buy into it anywhere. And catch yourself if you start down that rabbit hole. Pull yourself back out and find the good. There's always good. And think about all the things you're thankful for in your life. So when we're talking about reframing, let's just hit a couple of examples to show how this works. The negative self-talk message would be, I've never done it before, so I can't get it. I will never get it. You can turn that into the positive by saying it's an opportunity to learn something new. And I'll bet I'll figure it out. Or that's just too complicated. Turn it around. I'll tackle it from a different angle. I'm just not hitting it from the right direction. Yeah, you can always shift your message to yourself and shift your self-talk from negative to positive. You may not realize that you are just naturally doing negative self-talk. So our challenge to everybody is, first of all, pay attention when you talk to yourself. And C, are you uplifting and empowering yourself? Are you claiming that personal power you've got? Or are you stomping on it? (laughs) That's such a painful image. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what we do. We stomp on it. And here's the thing. This is probably a lifelong habit for you. So the last thing we want is for you to try to change your self-talk and then get frustrated because it hasn't happened immediately. Give this some time. There are a lot of things going on in your head. There are a lot of things going on in your life and it's a very gradual process. So just start paying attention, start shifting where you can and eventually that change will pick up speed. But the last thing we want is for you to get down on yourself for not changing your self-talk quickly enough. (laughs) That is counterproductive. (laughs) (laughs) But once you change your self-talk, you will change your life. Oh, and it's so fun to see. And it's fun to experience and it's fun to feel and the people around you like it because you're more fun to be around. And when you're positive, you will attract positive people into your world. People who are intent on staying in a negative frame of mind don't want to be around that. Yes, they want to get away from the positive and stay grumpy. Because it works for them for whatever reason. It works for them, but it doesn't work for you. And you want to find the joy and the beauty in life. You can do that and it starts in your head. Yep. It all starts with how you talk to yourself and your inner child. Pay attention. Yep. Let's do a quick wrap up. Okay. Whether you realize it or not, you are always talking to yourself. The little voice in your head narrates and defines whatever is going on in your world, and its narration can be either positive or negative. If it's negative, it can cause you to be angry, depressed, physically stressed, and damage relationships. If it's positive, it can lift you up, help you find the good and joy in your life, and appreciate yourself and others, and also help you be much more successful in everything you do. The words you choose to use and how you use them make all the difference. Positive thoughts and words also seem to attract positive outcomes, and negative thoughts attract negative outcomes. Pay attention to that. That's really fun to watch. If you start thinking positively about something, just watch how things seem to fall into place much easier. Always pay attention to your attitude, thoughts, and how you say what you say, both in your head and verbally, because it makes all the difference. And finally, our catchphrase, be gentle with you. Yes, be gentle with yourself always, always, always. Thanks, Sandy. Thank you, Shannon. That was an important one. They are all important, but... Yes, that is true. This is where all change starts. Yes, exactly. 
So we want to hear from you, whether it's your stories about how self-esteem and personal power affect your life, or if you'd like to suggest topics for us to address in future episodes, we love that, so please do. And we'd also like it if you are willing to review our podcast, and you can do that wherever you stream, or you can visit us at yourpersonalpowerpod.com. Just click contact and drop us an email. And we wanted to let you know again that we are on Instagram. You can find us at yourpersonalpowerpod. And if you want to learn about how coaching can change your life, contact Sandy at Sandy at Inside Jobs Coach. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, change your self-talk, find your power, and change your life. <laughs>